Welcome to the audio podcast of Dwell in the Word from First Reformed Church in Edgerton, Minnesota. Bible readings and devotional commentary to help you grow in faith by dwelling in God's Holy Word. Welcome to Dwell in the Word. Today is Friday. It's September 17th, and our prayer for today will be coming from Leading in Prayer, a workbook for worship by Hughes Oliphant Old. Let us pray. Eternal Father, whose dwelling place is in the secret wellspring of heavenly light. Send forth your light and truth, that every secret fear in our hearts might be open to joy. Grant to us your Holy Spirit, that we might sense the joyful secret abiding with us. Grant to us the spirit of truth, that we might dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for today is going to be from 1 Corinthians 8. We're going to read the whole chapter, which is verse 1 through 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, concerning food offered to idols, we know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he knows something, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. Therefore, As to the eating of food offered to idols, we know that an idol has no real existence, and that there is no God but one. But although there may be so-called gods in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is one God, the Father, from whom are all things and for whom we exist, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all are all things and through whom we exist. However, Not all possess this knowledge, but some, through former association with idols, eat food as really offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Food will not condemn us to God. We are no worse off if we do not eat, and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will he not be encouraged, if his conscience is weak, to eat food offered to idols? And so by your knowledge, this weak person is destroyed, the brother for whom Christ died. Thus, sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat, lest I make my brother stumble. Well, this is another passage that we've read that has you wondering what all is going on in the church in Corinth, right? Clearly, a bunch of problems have been occurring there. But now we come to food offered to idols. Now, we don't have this as a category. We don't have to worry about whether or not we eat food that's offered to idols. But clearly, this was a huge issue, or Paul wouldn't have brought it up, in the church of Corinth. And so, what Paul is saying here is, is that we need to address this issue because, obviously, you're concerned about it. And so, he starts out uh, kind of talking about knowledge, and he says, We know that all of us possess knowledge. Now, that's sort of a sarcastic way of saying it. It's like, yeah, Paul's saying, yeah, we all think we know best. But he's saying that we need to, instead of of thinking that we know what's best, we need to remember to love because love builds up. And notice what Paul says here. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. God knows you. God has given you the gift of faith. God has blessed you. And so let's worry about him instead of what others are concerned with. We want to be concerned about what God wants. Now, Paul gets more specific. He says, as to the eating 
of food offered to idols. Now, we don't know what exactly this looked like. Um, we can kind of imply from some stuff that's maybe said a little bit later on, because in verse uh, 10, he mentions uh, eating in an idol's temple. Um, but we don't know if this is people who maybe uh, get their food from a market where they sell food that has been sacrificed to idols, or if people were still going to some of these pagan rituals and they were involving themselves in the feasts, we don't know. Paul is saying, you know, really there are no other, you know, gods. Uh, There are no other, you know, truthful uh, deities. And so this is foolishness. You know, they're, they're just basically sacrificing to nothing. And so if you understand that, if you know that there's one God and Father, if you know that there's just one Lord Jesus Christ, this is, you know, this is really not going to affect you, right? But Paul is concerned about the people who are weak, people who maybe don't understand this, don't have this truth. These people are struggling. They're seeing people eating this meat that has been sacrificed to an idol and that it's causing them to stumble, thinking, that maybe um, maybe there's some truth to these sacrifices or, or all kinds of issues. Again, this is a, something that's happening in uh, the first century, and, and we struggle to understand what it is. But you can see maybe how this would cause people to stumble, that it would cause people um, who were weak to think that they could go back to their old ways. And so what Paul says, he says, you know, you feel that you have knowledge that this is not true. There is no other God. And this is just, just meat um, that, you've, that you've gotten. Um, it isn't really being sacrificed to an actual deity. So it's not necessarily, you know, cursed or anything. And, but if you are making someone's faith uh, stumble, then, then maybe... You shouldn't worry about that. Why? Because Christ died for that person. You want them to be able to stay in the faith. You want them to be uh, willing to to con- continue to pursue Christ and and not go off and and going back to these idolatrous ways. And so Paul in verse twelve says, "Thus sinning against your brothers and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. You don't want to cause someone else to stumble. This is important. We don't want our." Uh, feelings of liberty that we actually do have to cause someone else to stumble. And then we see in verse 13, therefore, food makes my brother stumble. I I won't eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. So Paul is going to, is saying that he would avoid eating these, this meat that has been sacrificed to idols if it's going to cause somebody to go back to their pagan ways or if it's going to cause them to sin in some way. So what do you and I do with this passage? We, we don't have these categories. But we do um, have some things in our lives where maybe we um, understand you know, who God is. We understand the freedom and liberty that we have in Christ. And there are things that are not sinful, but there maybe are some new believers who, who see us doing these things. And they're confused. You know, I thought I couldn't do this. And maybe you're discussing Christian liberty with them, the, something that isn't sinful, uh, they don't understand because of where they came from. Um, they, you know, maybe they're immature. Uh, maybe they had some bad situations in the past. I, I don't know what it would be. I'm not even having any type of an example in my head right here. But if if what I say or my doing it in front of them causes them to to relapse or to go back, 
I should consider not doing that in front of them. I should consider not talking about it with them. I should consider moving away from that when, when, it's, when it can cause them to stumble. And so we need to think about that. How are, is the way we talk, uh, the things that we do, the things, uh, the things that we might uh, say to other people, how could we cause people to stumble who maybe don't understand uh, the freedom that we have because, because of Christ? And so may we think about that. May we remember that we're to build our brothers and sisters up. I think that's the big point for us today, right? That we want to build up our brothers and sisters in Christ, not cause them to stumble. So may we find ways to build up our brothers. May we build up relationships with people who are young in the faith, who need to be built up in faith, that we might help them to grow and not cause them to stumble. Let us go to prayer. Merciful God, we thank you that through your saving us, you have rescued us from idolatry. And we pray that you would build us up, that we might not place anything above you in our lives. Bless your people with faithfulness that we might bring honor to you as a witness to the world around us. And we bring our prayers once again for the persecuted church. We lift up our brothers and sisters and, and ask that your hand of protection would be upon them. Bless them safety as they worship you in spirit and in truth. And we also pray that you would protect them as they share the gospel. Give them a boldness to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and him crucified. And we pray that you would bring many to faith as your children witness to who you are and to your power to save a people for yourself. And so we submit our day to you, and we know that your sovereign hand is upon us for our good and your glory. We pray all these things in the precious name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, have yourself a great Friday, and I hope you have an excellent weekend. Thank you for listening to Dwell in the Word. You can find more information about First Reformed Church at our website, edgertonfrc.org. Dwell in the Word episodes are available weekdays on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can also watch the video versions of these devotions at our Facebook page and YouTube channel.